Okay, so picking up uh, in Mishli, Perk Aleph, Posuk Ches. Shma Bani, Musur Avicha, Vaal Titosh, Toras Imecha. So we're being instructed over here, obviously, to follow in the in the correct path over here, but the but that's being divided into two different parental figures, the father and the mother, um, which points out the gone, as we're going to see, when joined up with the previous Pasuk of Yiras Hashem, who's the Yiras Hashem? That's Hashem, right? So that ends up being the three Shutfim, the three partners that, uh, that are responsible for, for bringing a person to the world, for guiding a person to this world, is Hashem, the father and the mother. Okay, so these two psukim are going to kind of work together. Um, so what's the difference between Musr Avicha and uh, Torah's Imecha? So the goal explains that the Musr Avicha really is going back on what we said before of Imre Bina. Lahavin Imre Bina that was um, back in Pasuk base, as you recall. The Das Chochmah Musr Lahavin Imrei Bina. Okay? So Imrei Bina is plural, multiple, multiple utterings, right? And so the Golden explains because that, the, the, the multiple of it has to do with, the reason why there's two is because Das is always a the job of Das is to balance between the Chochmah and the Bina so Das has two parts one connecting to the Chochmah one connecting to the Bina and it weighs them up and figures out which way we're going to go so that's the that's the Imri Bina and that is also um Musr. So, like we said before, the Musr is where you're actually changing your, you're internalizing it, you're changing it, you're transforming yourself as a person. That's that's uh, that's Musr. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference in the father and the mother. So the father, uh, generally speaking, again, we're talking about, obviously, a um, family in the abstract, not taking into consideration all sorts of uh, circumstances and unique situations, etc., stay-at-home dads and whatever else. But in the abstract, yeah, is the father is usually kind of the big vision. He's the one that provides the big vision for the for the child. He he'll kind of say over the big ideas, share the Dvar Torah, you know, uh, learn something with the child, etc. Um, but he's not necessarily there on a day-to-day, hour-by-hour, moment-to-moment uh, basis, um, you know, supervising the implementation. So the 
that's that's more uh, the mother's job um, of uh, of instruction. So therefore, the gon the gon says that musra vicha that corresponds to Torah shebeksav. Torah shebeksav. You read Torah shebeksav. Uh, it, it gives you an overall idea. Uh, you know, a, a good picture of where you're looking to head, what kind of a person you're looking to be, what are the general things you're looking to do. However, it is not getting down into the nitty-gritty, right? Men tend to have a certain level of aversion to detail, right? Like the classic, the classic, you know, like, I don't know, whatever the CEO or, you know, um, president uh, or whatever it is, he wants to come up with a big idea, he wants to do the big brainstorm, right? And then like throw all the details to his very capable uh, executive assistant, who is usually a she, and you know, she'll take care of it all, she'll come up with all the charts and, and everything, right? And then, so um, so the, so that's gonna be, the, and the, the reason is one that represents the Chochmah, one represents the Bina, Right on a very general level, so the so the father then it represents the Torah Shebeksav, which speaks to a much more general vision of the Torah, and then there is and then the Torah Simecha is the Torah Shebalpeh, which really drills down with all the drushes. Right, how do we get all the extra details to the Torah? Is it in the drushes? Oh, you see, it'll use the plural over here. You know, uh, it's, it's not uh, sukos, sukas, right? Is it written with a vav? Is it written without a vav? How many times is it written? And then we figure out from that how many walls it's going to have, etc., etc., right? So that's already, uh, all those details are going to emerge uh, thanks to the Torah Shabal Peh. Um, so that's the, that's the division between the father and the, and the mother. Um, additionally, another similar distinction in this regard is, um, again, the Torah is mostly going to be showing us the written Torah of what Hashem wants from us. The oral Torah is going to be more setting boundaries, especially once you bring rabbinical mitzvahs into this, you know, a, lot of, uh, a lot of boundaries to make sure one does not Air, one doesn't misstep. So again, the father is not going to get into the details of the way that you're going to be going exactly, which lane you should be in, etc. He's just saying, you know, go over there. This is the big, this is the idea. So what you're, why do you want to go there? Because you want to accomplish something. That's a mitzvah. That's a positive commandment. That's what we're looking to do. Negative commandments are watch out for the bump, or speed bump. Watch out for the pothole. You know, don't take the turn too quickly, etc. That's those are the uh, negative commandments. So then, so then, basically, like we said before, we have the three shutfim in a person for a person. We have back in pasuk Zion, we have Yiras Hashem Reishis Das, right? And then now we have Musra Vicha Torah Simecha. So that makes up Hashem, Father, Mother. Those are the three partners that uh, bring a person into this world and guide a person in this world. And that corresponds to the Torah, learning of Torah, and the fulfillment of positive commandments and the staying away from violating negative commandments. Is that, is that a different 
explanation of the pasuk than than that the the av is torshim. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, we can we can view the if we want to just see the entirety of Torah in our pasuk that we would say the father represents the torshim b'ksav and the mother represents torshim b'alpeh. Uh, alternatively, if we want to see it within the context of Pasuk Zion as well, then we say that Pasuk is the Torah, or overall Torah, your learning of Torah, uh, and then the Father will correspond to the positive commandment, and the Mother will correspond to the negative commandment. And that is, um, that's also why, if you'll notice, we say Shema Bani Musra Vicha, that's a positive thing. Go ahead and listen to it. Right? Go ahead and do that. Al Titosh Torah Samacha is don't abandon it. That's, that's you know, just uh, something that you're kind of always within that boundary. So, and that, that's because you can't always do positive commandments, they're just simply not available always. Negative commandments are always in place. Right? Negative commandments are uh, just, you're always not allowed to do them. Yeah? So don't, so those are in place. Don't abandon those. Right? So that's Al-Titosh Torah Simecha. Don't abandon the negative commandments. Whereas with, with, with the Father, it says, um, accept, you know, here, take this piece of advice over here. So this is a, this is a singular piece of advice because. You know, you may have to wait another, uh, however long, another time period for another opportunity to do another positive commandment. Okay, so that's why one is written in a positive to-do language, one is written in a negative don't, don't abandon language. Okay. With, um, I don't know if this is really related, but is that why women don't typically learn... Gemara or Torah Shabbal Pei because they've already got that idea down mm-hmm. and that's what men do so it helps balance them out I'm not sure there may be something to it the, the, there is a there is a Maimar Chazal the women the women have a uh, have been a yesera, mm-hmm. so that that's that is this thing that we're talking about, this bina. But on the other hand, there's also certain particular challenges that they that they have in learning of Torah. Even the most brilliant of them, um, women are created in a way where they're very much connected to this world, and so. The abstraction that the, the Torah requires is difficult for them. There's famous Gemara with Bruria, the wife of Rabbi Meir, who was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant woman, and she had a very difficult time accepting this reality. In the end, she was proven to be wrong. It was quite a tragic story, not to go into it right now. But um, so I, th- I would say there's a number of reasons why, why women... Don't learn Torah. But the most basic of which is simply that it's a it's a drasha in the Torah uh, that that um, you know, the, 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 the one who is obligated to transmit the Torah to his son is the is the is the father, and the one who is obligated to transmit it is the one who is himself obligated to learn it. Fact for the Rambam, he understands that the transmission of the Torah and the learning of the Torah are literally the same mitzvah. They're not two separate things. 
I mean, part of the, we, we learn it as a part of the transmission. Transmission is the, keeping the Torah alive. That's, that's our job, is to keep the Torah alive. So it's learned out of Psukim uh, and uh, is a Kimon Kedushin towards the end of the first parak. Um, women have a different role in life, you know, so that's, but I'm sure there's, we, we could provide more explanations than that. Can you say a quick word about, about the difference between Chokma and Bina and how those line up with Abinam? Um, again, the Chokma is, the, the way the Gon always defines it is Chokma Masha Kibil Mirabo. That which a person accepted from his Rebbe. Yeah, but it doesn't have to necessarily be Masora. It could be you read it in the book. could be that it was received through prophecy. But the point is, somehow or another, Chochma mi ein timotse, Chochma, from where will you find it, means it's darshan to be from nowhere. It comes from nowhere, which means it is the start of everything. Before Chochma is, is, is nothing. If you don't have Chochma, you, you can't begin any analysis. The, the way the analogy that we usually use here is nowadays, um, you know, data analysis is a big deal, right? So there's two parts to data. Is one is the gathering of the data, and one and the other one is the is the analysis of the data. So the you know, if you don't have the data, there's there's nothing to talk about. You can't you can't begin. So so chokhmah is the data. Chokhmah is the is the actual. Um, information. Then, then you have to analyze the information. That's that's the bina. Das is a plan. What? And das is, is using. <clears throat> and das is is applying it. Yeah. Okay. Um, fine. Pasuk tas kilevias heim heim liroshecha. Vanakim This is an awesome goal. I'm sure you guys are going to remember this one. Uh, especially, yep, we got everybody who's married over here. So, um, so let's just first translate the Pasuk um, because it is um, like a crown of grace for your head and um, on. Uh, they are. They are the Torah and the Mitzvahs. Yeah, the Torah, the Torah and the Mitzvahs. Uh, they are uh, a crown for your head, and a crown of grace for your head, and um, a, a necklace or, or, or like a uh, no, no, probably more necklace, like a pearl, like a necklace pearls or something like this um, on your uh, around your neck. Okay, um, so the Gon explains that the concept of jewelry, that's why I said that, this is a good one to remember, the concept of jewelry is that this, the jewelry is an external reflection of an internal greatness. What, what's jewelry? Jewelry is you take something expensive, you put it on yourself, right? That's a covered, it's an, a certain honor that you're, you you, you, you uh, you're drawing to this to this particular body part right so let's say you know you, you, you take a, a, a very very precious thing take a, take a diamond right and you stick it on somewhere right so how do you pick where to put it 
Well, Sibili is saying this is the part of me that deserves to be decorated the most, right? Imagine like a, you, know, you decorate like a soldier, right, in a war. You, de- you don't decorate any random soldier. You decorate particular soldiers, the ones that what? The ones that did something outstanding. What about it? It's on your chest. Okay. Does, does that mean anything? Absolutely. Is it the same what you were saying on the, on the finger? Does it make any difference? I have a finger? Well, the ring you would typically have on your finger, right? A ring you would have on your finger, a breastplate you have over your breast, a, I wasn't sure if a you're crown. Drawing any particulars. Every single one of them will have to be analyzed. Every every single piece of jewelry. So, um, so, uh, so basically, what you're saying is, hey, pay attention to over there. I want everyone to look <coughs> at what a... Uh, yeah, there's something really great over here. You can't see it because it's internal. So I'll put a, a, a jewel, I'll put a piece of gold, I'll put a pearl on the outside to give external recognition to an internal greatness. Okay, so the Gon brings the, an awesome Gemara in Yerushalmi that the wife of Robin Gamliel, so Robin Gamliel was the um, leader of the he was the Nasi, he was the leader of the Jewish people, he's also very wealthy. Um, so when his wife saw the Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, the golden, what is it called, a diadem or something? Diadem, um, basically like a type of a golden crown that Rabbi Akiva got for his wife Rachel, right? So he, uh, so just take a quick aside, Rabbi Akiva when even when he was a poor man, right, he would tell his wife, well, as she would, they were living in absolute destitute poverty, and he and he told her that one day I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you a, uh, a golden crown. It's called Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, like a carve out of Jerusalem out of gold. What? A tiara, yeah. Um, which is inter- which is an interesting thing, you know. I mean, these are clearly <coughs> people who are not pursuing a life. You know, like, imagine like uh, a secular young couple, and they, and like like he's like, one day right. we're gonna make it. Right. You're gonna be driving a Rolls Royce, and like we're gonna be like this is gonna be incredible. Just s- bear with me. I'm doing this startup company. We're gonna be so rich one day. <laughs> I mean, that, okay, fine. But this Rabbi Akiva and his wife Rachel, right? She didn't see him for 24 years, right? While he was in, 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 in yeshiva, right? And these were not, clearly not people that were pursuing wealth in their lives, right? They lived in absolute desperate poverty. So, and they were happy about it. Right? This, was, this is not what life was about for them. So what does it mean that Rabbi Akiva was telling her, one day I'm going to get you a Yerushalayim Shel Zahav. It, it seems like totally out of place. Let's see this going, we're going to understand. Okay? So, so, again, so the story is that when she got this Yerushalayim shows up, Rabbi Kiva did become rich eventually. Uh, whole story how that happened, number of stories actually. Um, so, so he got his wife this Yerushalayim shows up. Um, and so the wife of Robin Gamliel said to her husband that. She would also like one. <laughs> to which he responded, um, did you send your husband away for 24 years to learn? 
you know, the way that she did? The answer is no. So, um, you know. How did, what, what, what was the exchange? Who said that to whom? The wife of Rabbi Gamliel yeah, said, that she said to him to, that she would also like a... To Rabbi Akiva. No, no, no. She her, said her to her own husband. To, oh, okay. I, I, and then she, the husband responded back to her, did you let me learn for... 24 years uninterrupted the way that she did. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. Right, that's a, that's a normal conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so the goal, so the goal explains that uh, that basically, first of all, notice Rabbi Kiva is not Rabbi Gamliel learned plenty. He learned every day for many hours. He was the leader of the Sanhedrin, right? So he was a, definitely a great Torah scholar, right? Um, so, so what was his point? His point was that he learned for 24 years uninterrupted. Right? Um, was it though? Because then he came back, right? But he was uninterrupted. That's the whole point. He was on his way back. He was right outside the door. Right? And that's when he heard her saying to the person that came to agitate her, that's when he heard her saying that if... If he would want to, I would send him for another 12 years. So he didn't go in. He did not go in. He would walk back, though? Oh, so that's a big word. It's, it's, uh, as we spoke about that last Lag Baumer, that, that you see clearly Rabbi Akiva managed to not get distracted even on his way back home. Oh, He's walking yeah, home. Okay. After not seeing his wife for 12 yeah, years, yeah. he didn't go in. What was You've already been out of Yeshiva for you know, it's probably like a three-day journey there, three-day journey, right? So, so you're already three days. You can't just go in for half an hour. What's the, what's the advantage? So the advantage is because it would have been 12 years and 12 years. This way it was 24 years, which means he never took his mind out of learning. The entire time he's traveling home. After 12 years, he, the whole time he's connected, right? And that's the, that, that was the point that we said, that the Talmidim, however... The Talmidim, did, there was a break for the Talmidim. And that's why the Talmidim, there was 12,000 pairs. 12,000, 12,000. Corresponding to 12 years and a 12 years. I mean, in their eyes, Rabbi Kiva taught for 12 years, and then he came and taught for another 12 years. And that's why there was infighting. Because they didn't see the connection. They didn't see the continuity. For Rabbi Kiva, it was all one. Anyway, that's, that's like Bomer Torah, but uh, incredible stuff. Okay, but... Um, Back to over here. So the so the goal explains that the two types of jewelry that are described over here correspond to Torah and mitzvahs. Torah is all one. Torah doesn't have little pieces. Torah, you learn any like like as we're doing right now. We're learning one thing and then it leads to it connects to another thing. All of Torah, all the concepts of the Torah, all of it is in one way or another connected. So it's all one big golden. Yerushalayim Shel Zahav a golden tiara or whatever it is a crown it's connected a terrace one might say one might say a terrace army perhaps even so um, so that 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 is that's representative of the Torah right whereas um, a necklace Right, meaning a necklace specifically here is, let, let's say, like something like a pearl necklace. It explains yeah. it as something it's beaded, right? So it's strong. So it's like beaded, like like a pearl. And, and, and many, many, right? Or or uh, 
Yeah, any, I mean, basically that's how necklace used to be. I mean, uh, it's, it's pieces of something nice that you found, many small pieces, right? And you string them together, right? So that corresponds to mitzvahs. Right? So mitzvahs are, each mitzvah is a mitzvah. And when you finish this mitzvah, then sometime later it goes by, and you do another mitzvah. And then, and then another string, another run, right? And then you get another mitzvah. And you string them all together, you have a beautiful necklace, okay? So, so Rabban Gamliel was the Nasi. He was the person running Kalal He was doing mitzvahs from, I mean, he was learning too, a lot. And he was teaching a lot. He was doing incredible. But main thing, he was guiding the Jewish people and his wife was supporting him in that. So what does she get? She gets a necklace, right? Whereas Rachel, who sent Rabbi Akiva away for 24 uninterrupted years of absolute engrossed, you know, engrossed in learning and nothing but learning and kol kulo Torah, <clears throat> so she gets a Yerushalayim Shel Zahav. Is it really her though? Because if he was a Nasi, then he had other obligations. Yeah, I'd take care of her. He's not criticizing her. This wasn't, that, uh, it's a childish to think, like you, you right away said, like, ooh, that doesn't sound like a good, that doesn't sound like shalom, the, a good Shalom Bias over there, I'm right? I'm saying that was the, like, he, no, but my point is, by a superficial way, he wasn't, he wasn't coming to stup her. He wasn't coming to, you know, I've been meaning to tell you all these years, I've had a grudge against you, that you, that you didn't support, that, that's not his point. His point is, the, the jewelry that you wear yeah. needs to reflect the greatness you've accomplished. The greatness that you, my wife, you, the greatness that you have accomplished is not the greatness that she has accomplished. Yeah? So what you, what is appropriate for you is a beautiful necklace. What is appropriate for her is a, is a, is a Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, a golden crown. So you've been helping me accomplish a lot of mitzvahs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... Um, the, 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 and, and, and the divisiveness, right? The, 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 the divided pieces, the yeah, all the... Divisiveness, but, but, but... Well, multiplicity is definitionally divided. Um, yeah, yeah, To be, yeah, to yeah, be numerous... This means like an argument. Oh, yeah, okay. Numerous, right? So numerous. Numerous good actions. Um, so that is... Um, and that's why the necklace goes on the head, of course, because the head is where the Torah is, right? The thought is, in thought, everything is connected. In concept, everything is connected. Indeed, things are divided. Deeds, there's one deed over here. There's another deed tomorrow in a different place, in a different time. Right? Deeds are divided. Concepts are united. All the concepts that we're serving Hashem, we're, 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 we're not, that's, that, that's in the head. And that's... Um, so individual good deeds is the necklace. That's the necklace. And the necklace, what, what is, where does the necklace hang? It hangs on the body. Right? The necklace is around the neck, but it means it's on the body, it's over the heart, or, or whatever it is, it's actually resting on the body itself. Right? As opposed to, you one might say, well, maybe, maybe it should be, uh, you know, uh, bracelets, or maybe it should be rings, which certainly have a place. We see that uh, El, you know, the Eliezer gives gives bracelets to Rivka, right? But um, but the, here we're speaking. Of the, those would be a sub detail of doing mitzvahs, right? Bracelets, because uh, some mitzvahs are done with the hands. Some mitzvahs might be done with uh, running to do something, right? Uh, right somewhere or, or 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 whatever that may be, right? So. The, 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 a necklace speaks to the entire body, the, the, the body itself.
Um, so that's, that's the contrast that, that, that we're making over here. But yeah, so, the, so next time you're getting your wife jewelry, so you want to think, yeah, it's a whole sugi, right? The, is she someone who listens very well? She has a beautiful listener, so you got to get her nice earrings, right? Is she someone that, that um, you know, speaks a bit with beautiful, you know, beautiful words? It's a tongue ring, you know, it's a... <laughs> Whatever, whatever, whatever is the is the thing, right? It's a a nose ring, so it's you know, a finger ring. I mean, Eliezer gave gave uh, gave Rivka a nose ring, right? So it's anklets, bracelets. These are all speaks to different uh, you know, expressions of of an inner beauty that is being manifest outwards. I read, and tell me if I got this wrong, but I read the bra saying that, that, that when we talk about the head, he's talking about the whole head, including the eyes and the ears and the nose and the mouth, as, as, as that being the, um, you know, what relates to Torah. Well, I hear that, meaning the, 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 the where does the, yeah, the gone the go talks about that these different parts of the face now, you're talking about the face currently, which is not necessarily the head, but they are involved in learning. The eyes are involved in learning Torah Sheba Ksav. The ears are involved in learning the Torah Sheba Peh. The mouth is involved in teaching Torah. Um, and then the Gon points out that the nose seems to be the only one that is that's like the odd man out. He's the only one who's not involved. So he, so he has a whole thing to explain how it, it does have a role. Um, I want to say you need to check by by the Mizbech Shel Zahav over there that it's placed out of order. I have to, I have to check the Gon over there, but that in, in the partials of construction of the Mishkan, Mizbech HaZahav is put out of place. I think maybe he addressed it as over there. Anyway, but, but be that as it may. Yeah, but I, um, thought he, I thought he was just saying, including all those organs as part of Liber Where do you see that? In, Which in, words? In, in, in yeah. Uh, it was in this, it, it, it's like not on the, what, whatever this extra commentary is down here. The Gutega. Oh, you have a fancy one. Yeah, this is what Okay. Just an aside, just we, we did not discuss so much the Levias Chain. Why is it a why is it a crown of grace? Mm-hmm. What is what is the what is the grace over here? So the Gon does address it. Um, not sure if I really understand what what he's getting at. Um, um, so anyway, so but uh, there is there is a chain is the concept of brought in others form chain is the concept of connecting really 
lofty ideas down here into this world, that is how we find chen, that's how we have grace. So grace um, is, uh, is very much connected to being a person who has wisdom, who has Torah, and is able to express it and bring it out into the world. Um, the Gon is going to talk about it again later by um, specifically pertaining to if you can explain the Torah, if you can bring out your Torah to the world, then you're going to have Chayin and people... Sorry, even if you can't, no. Even if you can't bring out your Torah, you're going to have Chayin. Chayin is something that can't be explained. Chayin, grace, and as you see someone, he just like something about them. You can't explain. You're not, you're not sure what it is. So the Golan says that that's if, they, if they're connected to a high level of Torah, you're going to have it. Even if the person can't teach it over, even if he can't say a great shir, even if he can't um, teach it to you, but you're still going to feel something. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. No. It's a, it's a more of an aura. Yeah, more of a spiritual thing. Yeah. So he so he will he will discuss it. We're going to talk about um uh, the, the that two ways that either person if you cannot express it then you just have it as a chain if you can express it then you'll actually be a leader and a ruler of things you'll be able to guide this world down here if you have Torah and you can express it you, that would be spiritual chain is charisma yeah, yeah. okay Charisma relates to leadership. You're saying it doesn't necessarily involve hey, leadership. Hey, yeah. <laughs> well, charisma has to be leadership. Charisma is expressive, right? Right. Well, 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 they can't explain it, but they, they use just something about the person that is likable. That's me as charisma. What? That's me as charisma. That's what I thought is charisma. Also, but okay, fine. That's uh, already that's already a machloikus for the mumchim in uh, in uh, in the English language, which in the, when in the presence of a black belt uh, esquire over here, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm esquire. not gonna esquire. Yeah, here they so, refer, they explain that the words of the Torah always remain in a dormant of grace. Even if one becomes poor, he will be respected for his Torah knowledge. Okay. I mean, that's true, but it's not. Um, yeah, okay, that's true. But if a, if a person becomes poor but uh, he has lots of mitzvahs he won't be respected for his mitzvahs no okay fine I hear maybe um, I'm just saying what the goal says yeah, the, the, how, how he explains it there's many uh, the danger of of learning with with, with this is you're going to have a lot of other commentaries there that are you know all potentially very wonderful commentaries but they may not necessarily be what the what the grow is saying so yeah okay uh, do we have time for... Oh, no. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Very exciting. Next week, we are going to be talking about all sorts of terrible criminals and how they uh, murder and rob people and uh, the four, four types of those and the two different types of Yetzirah that lie dormant in each one of us that are looking to do these types of things. Okay? So... Uh, 
if you have uh, issue with taiva and kas, with lust and anger, then then uh, the next week's shears for you. <laughs>